Welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always. Today, I have a couple of topics. Uh, This episode, as I always say, it should be relatively short, but it does have some things that I... This is going to be a semi-rant episode, right? Something, a couple of things that have been bothering me about All-Star voting is currently happening, so All-Star weekend's right around the corner. Uh, I'm going to get into a topic about that. Another rant I have is about the challenge calls in the NBA and what I hate about the whole thing. This sounds like a negative episode. It's really not. Uh, It's just my view on all-star voting, on on, uh, obviously the challenge calls. Like I said, um, I have a short DeAndre Ayton survey that I took on Instagram, on my personal Instagram account, that you're going to want to stick around to hear. did a nice little interesting survey that I want to talk about later on. And an unfortunate KD injury that I want to briefly talk about as well. But let's get right into it. So I want to start off with, obviously, the hot topic at the moment, which is all-star voting. Right, You're seeing it all over. The first uh, official release of the current votes came out and you know how that goes, right? Like you see the popularity contest, which is always what you know the all-star voting is going to be. Fans account for 50% of the vote. All the current players and media panel will account for 25% each, right? So it's obviously, so first and foremost, the all-star game is a fans game. So I don't have an issue with who the fans put on the list, right? Because at the end of the day, we're the ones paying top dollar to go to the games, right? We're paying a lot of money for these tickets to go watch the games. I'm not saying we're we're paying to go watch this all-star game because let's be honest. uh, I mean, you're going to have to pay a flight if you don't live in the area where it's going to be taking place and, you know, that whole thing. But I'm talking about, obviously, we should definitely, as fans, have the majority of the say. I don't care what anyone says about that. Now, you want to give the players a bigger percentage of the vote, I'm willing to to hear that out, right? Like, the, the least of my worries is the media vote, right? I don't really care too much about the media vote. Um, this is about the fans, right? Uh, in my opinion, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the world's greatest pickup game is what you usually hear what the All-Star game is supposed to be, right? And, you know, we can talk about the the annoyance of, oh, they don't play defense and they're just running around and doing this and that. That's a whole other topic and that's not what I want to talk about. So I see the all-star voting released, right? Like obviously these aren't official yet. This is just the first release of where the players stand. I'm looking at this now and I see pretty obvious, you know, you're looking at, let's do the front court for the Western Conference, right? So I'm looking at LeBron, right? No surprise. I agree with that. You know, got to have LeBron on there. Obviously, plays for the Lakers. Whether he played for Minnesota, he's going to get on this list. He's just one of the most popular players in the NBA. Uh, You know, obviously, according to this voting, the most popular. And, um, you know, obviously well-deserved, right? You got to have LeBron on this All-Star game. So, no question about it. I'm looking at Nikola Jokic, right? Obviously, a guy that's looking like a front-runner for MVP for the third time in a row. Um, he's he joins LeBron in the front court. No issues there, right? I'm good with that. But then I see Anthony Davis at number three. And I'm thinking to myself, 
I understand because he plays for the Lakers. But let me do let me go on basketball reference, right? So I can see how many games has Anthony Davis played, right? Because listen, I'm a Laker fan. You guys know this, right? For some of you guys that listen to me and listen to this pod, you know I'm a Laker fan. Uh, although I do attack the Lakers pretty often to be honest. Um but it's just because I'm just sick and you know, I, I you already know the story. So do the numbers say he's an all-star? Obviously. Right, 27.4 points per game, 12 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 59% from the field, 82.6% on the from the free throw line is what I'm seeing here on basketball reference. So, yes, the the stats Anthony Davis is an all-star. Let's get that out of the way, obviously. But is he a starter? And to that I say no. Okay, now let me let me look up so he's played 25 games this season, right? Let's go to Zion Williamson. Right, I'm going to give you guys my all-star list after this, right? So, Zion. He's at 26, 7 and 4. Yeah, so technically, you know, yes, Anthony Davis the stats are out of control, right? And actually, I'm looking at this. Zion's got 29 games. You know, and Anthony Davis has 25. So, this is my thing about about the all-star, right? Obviously, it's a popularity contest. So, you know, I mean, this is going to happen, right? But I I I am going to say this, right? I go by individual stats, how important he is to the team, obviously is part of the equation, and then team success holds a lot of weight for me, okay, now remember, I'm a fan, so I vote as well, and I can't, listen, like, and you're going to say, oh, well, then why, right, like, why LeBron and why not Anthony Davis, well, LeBron's been playing, right, like, I think we can get that out of the way, how many games has LeBron played, let me actually check this out, 31, Okay, so not, you know, six more games in AD, right? But but LeBron clearly, you know, if anyone is going to get the, the superstar treatment from these two guys to make the all-star game, I'm going to give it to LeBron, okay? Um, and that's just for obvious reasons. I mean, he he quite literally, I mean, they're, they're nothing without this guy on the team. Now, the same can be said about Anthony Davis, but I will say this. I think a team with LeBron alone will win more than a team with Anthony Davis with the role players around him. That's just, you know, I mean, I think I think we can agree to that. But anyways, so we're looking at the standings, right? And why would I say Zion, right? When Zion has about the same number of games played as, as Anthony Davis. Now, obviously, that's when team record, to me, is a factor, right? And I also think he's been amazing this season, right? So... The same can be said about Anthony Davis, but then I'm looking at this and it's like, man, we're really going to reward two Lakers when the Lakers are 12th in the West, 19 and 22, right? The the Pelicans are 25 and 16 at a solid third seed right now in the West. They were first not too long ago. They've been great. Obviously, Zion's been injured, but, you know, just to me, I disagree with the Anthony Davis. And so that's the front court, right? LeBron... Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis. So far, for now, that's what the front court looks like. Uh, now for the guards, right? And this part, I think everyone got it right. So Steph Curry, obviously no surprise there. Um, and then Luka Doncic right next to him. Um, and it's a far drop from there. It's, you know, uh, Luka Doncic at 2.3 million votes. And John Morant's at 915,000. So I think we can safely assume that Luka and Steph Curry are going to be those those guards to start. So the starting lineup is looking like uh, Luka, Steph, LeBron, 
Jokic, Anthony Davis. I mean, everything else is fine. I'm cool with everything else. You know, it is what it is. I might even, listen, I'm not saying that John Morant should be starting over Steph. But again, how many games has John Morant played this season? He's played 33. Let's see how many games Steph's played. And you guys might disagree with me about games played, but... So Steph's played 26 games. John Morant's played 33. So John Morant's played more games. But you're looking at, obviously, 30 points per game for Steph. The ga- the, the team obviously just lives and dies with Steph, right? But the team's been good without him, too. You know, they've been winning some games. So I understand, you know, and, and I understand Steph Curry, the much more popular player. You know, but again, second seed in the West... He's the man on this team. He's box office, right? He sells tickets, obviously. I don't know. You know, I feel like, I mean, it's hard to compete with Steph, right? So that's the only one that I would say, okay, maybe I wouldn't be mad at the fans for putting Jaw over Steph. Luka to me, listen, it is a one-man show in Dallas. They are nothing without Luka, right? So that holds a lot of weight, right? So, but either way, you know, Steph, for the all-star game purposes, it's a, he's a fun watch. You know, so I have I have no real issues with uh, with that kind of lineup. Just I would swap Zion for Anthony Dave. That's just me. Okay. Now we go to the Eastern Conference front court, and this is what prompted me to have an issue with with the whole All Star thing. And I'm gonna get into that. But anyway, so front court: KD, Giannis, Joel Embiid. That's right. No Jason Tatum. No Jason Tatum. But it's really close. You know, it's really cool. Like, this is going to be... The the Tatum versus Embiid voting is really close. Like, you have... Embiid, and this picture, has 2,226,712 votes. And Jason Tatum's at 2,178,330 votes. So it's, like, right there. You know, and then it's, like, a big drop-off. Jimmy Butler's at 477,000. Like, it's not even close. Right, so what I'm saying is it's really close between Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid, and this is what prompted this this part of the episode, right? And and so so if if the voting ended right now, Jason Tatum would not be a starter, right? The front court would be Embiid, Giannis, KD. Which listen, it's still ten years from now, you see that 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 front court listed in the All Star game, and you're thinking, yeah, we got it right, right? So I understand, right? Uh, for the guards, we have Kyrie. Donovan Mitchell. It's relatively close between Mitchell and James Harden, but Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell. Now, listen, I don't have an issue with Kyrie. Obviously, I definitely don't have an issue with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, 100% Mitchell is going to be a backcourt starter or I'm going to lose my head, right? Like Donovan Mitchell has to start in this All-Star game for the Easter Conference. I don't even want to see anything else right now, but this is what, this is the issue I have. Okay, this is what prompted this ep- this part of the episode. So, all-star voting. You go to the app, right, to go vote. And it's been like this for a while. You get three front court players and two guards. Why the hell are we still making rules for positions for voting? We don't... The NBA has literally gone positionless. From what you see, all the, oh, positionless basketball, positionless this and that, small ball, uh, guys are playing the five, guys are playing the four that are supposed to be playing the two, whatever it is, right? It's a positionless game now. So why is voting still position rules? I don't, like, it. I wish, I would yell, but I'm not like, you know, I don't like to yell on this, I don't, I don't think I've ever even yelled 
on this pod, to be honest. Um, but it's it's something that I don't understand, and it needs to change very soon. Like if I, I can't believe that it's taken this long, and and I think I understand why they do it like this. Honestly, no, I actually don't understand why they do it like this. Why, why does it matter? Why does the position matter? If it's a fan vote, and if this game doesn't even count, why does it matter who we have? If five guards are the five best players in the Eastern Conference, why can't fans vote five guards? I mean, it sounds stupid, right? Like, oh yeah, you, can you imagine a game? So it'd be Kyrie, Mitchell, James Harden, uh, you know, Trey Young, and like, I don't know, Jalen Brown. Like, just a bunch of two guards and, and guards, right? Like, point guards and two guards. Why can't we do that if we want to? Why not? I don't, I really don't understand the problem, you know, um, I guess people are going to argue, oh, but you know, then people won't vote centers in, you know, because we don't care about centers. And it's like, guys, it's, what do we say at the beginning? It's a 50% fan vote. It's the fans game. So why are we taking power out of the fans hands, right? Either way, we're giving 50% of the vote to the other people, right? 25 to the players, 25 to the media. So I, I don't, I just don't understand why we can't have just vote for whoever because this is the problem, right? You're going to tell me that Jason Tatum is an MVP. He's in the MVP race, right? He's literally in the MVP race. I think they're number one still. Yeah, uh, in the Eastern Conference, yes. They're still the number one seed, 29 and 12. He's the best player on a team that has the best record and he's not going to be starting in the All-Star game? Does that make sense to you guys? Because it doesn't to me. It doesn't make sense to me. Jason Tatum, who's going to most likely make All-NBA uh, first team. Maybe, right? He's not going to start in the All-Star game. And you guys are going to think, oh, but he's going to be an All-Star. But that's not the point, you know? Like, you're going to tell me that this guy that I don't think he's going to win MVP. But let's say he does win MVP. The MVP of the league wasn't a starter in the All-Star game. Like, that doesn't start to open up questions, to how we should do the all-star voting. Like that doesn't that doesn't have someone knocking on 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 Adam Silver's door, like, hey man, we need to we need to figure this out. This is absurd, right? Because we have the MVP of the league coming off the bench in an all-star game. How does that make sense, right? Um, because and this is the problem I was having when I was voting. You go to the guard section, right? You only get two guards. So you get Kyrie, you get Donovan Mitchell. Some people put LaMelo Ball, those people are out of their minds. Uh, they probably need to go to jail, to be honest with you. I, I, would, I would literally arrest them myself. A citizen's arrest is what they call it here. Uh, for anyone not from the U.S., I don't know if they call it that, where you guys are from. But yeah, I would do a citizen's arrest. I would arrest them, for sure. LaMelo Ball. You know, but it's the fan vote. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Right? Like, I can't even get mad, I guess. But the point is, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, and I'm having this issue because I'm thinking, well... Jalen Brown, right? Jalen Brown is on the number one seed in the East. And what is Jalen Brown averaging? Can we go to Jalen Brown real quick? Let's see. Jalen Brown, right? 26.8 points per game, seven rebounds, 3.3 assists. Okay. That's, I mean, what, what are, what are Kyrie's stats? I mean, and who's played more games? Let me see. Uh, Jalen Brown, 39 games, Kyrie, 30 games. Okay, Jalen Brown's averaging more points, he's averaging more rebounds, and he's averaging, okay, no, he's averaging less assists, but he's averaging more points, more rebounds, he's playing more games, and he's on the higher-seeded team, 
but I can't put him because they only allow me two guards. I'm only allowed to put two guards. And that's where Jalen Brown falls off. But it's not even Jalen Brown that I have the problem with. Um, it's it, it's This is how it affects Jason Tatum from starting, right? Because I won't fight anyone for putting Jalen Brown as a, as, as, as a reserve, right? Like off the bench. I don't have a problem with it, even though I do think he does deserve a starting spot. In my opinion, I think he's very underrated as, a, as the two guard for them. Um, I think that Jalen Brown is in a good situation, right? Because he's, a, he, he's on a great team that really fits the way he plays the game. Uh, but I do think that that he is, I think he's a, a just a solid, just a, I think he's like damn near a great player, right? And obviously he he shares the responsibility with with Jason Tatum. Um, so that that really affects him. But my issue is this one. Since since I can't put three guards, right? I'm not since I can't like vote who I want because they have this stupid position rule. I'm I'm screwed because now Jason Tatum falls into the forward slot. And fine, you want to say Jason Tatum's a forward whatever. My point is we can literally if it was my universe where we're, there's no rules, no position voting, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, KD, Giannis and Embiid. Who's going to argue that? Right? If you're a Kyrie guy, you're a Kyrie guy. I'm sorry. But if I had to choose between Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell for this season, I'm not talking about just the player, right? Let's go to Donovan Mitchell right now. Let's see what Donovan Mitchell's even averaging. 28.8. He's averaging more points than Kyrie. He's averaging more assists than Kyrie. Uh, He's not averaging more rebounds. But, you know, Donovan Mitchell comes here, uh, changes the team overnight. You know, I don't know. You know, that's like, you know... He's playing more games than Kyrie. Not that many, though. 36 to 30 is what I'm looking at here. So, you know, I guess it is what it is. You know, I I wouldn't be upset about either one starting. But my problem is because I can't have whoever I want at whatever position, I'm stuck to to bringing Jason Tatum off the bench, right? Because it puts us in an an awkward situation, right? Because who's going to go in front of KD, right? Like in, in the right mind, who is not voting KD as a starter? In the right mind, who's not voting Giannis as a starter? I don't like the Sixers. Not a big fan of the Sixers. Never really been a big fan of the Sixers. Um, but even I would have no choice but to start Joel Embiid. I mean, like, look at the stats for Embiid right now. 33.5 points per game. 9.8 rebounds. So basically 33-10. and 4.6 assists. I mean, this guy... I mean, he's playing amazing basketball, right? It's like you have to put him on there. I mean, he's averaging more than all these guys. So, you 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 know what I'm saying? Like, just points per game alone, he's killing it out here. You got to put him beat on this. But then it leaves Tatum out, and it's like this guy is is in the MVP race. So, that's my issue with this. I'm not happy with, with the all-star voting structure, the way it is, the way it works, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It contradicts the NBA. It it doesn't it doesn't align with what we see today, right? Like, why are we why why are we limiting who we can see, who we can put as a starter? Why are we doing that? All of a sudden, the positions matter. They never mattered, right? The the positions don't matter anymore. Why do they matter right now? 
in a game that doesn't even count. That literally makes no sense. But anyways, I don't want to, you know, stay on that topic forever. I want to, I want to move on. So, um, yeah, you know, just my issue, I would swap that, right? Oh, I forgot. I was going to tell you, I was going to give you my, my list. So I have LeBron, Jokic, Zion, and, uh, Steph Curry and Luka. That's my, those are my Western conference starters, right? Eastern conference, because I can't have Tatum in there, which is crazy to me. You know what? I don't care. I, KD, Giannis, Tatum, Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell. And I know I just talked about you can't leave Embiid off, but I'm looking at, yes, individual performance, Embiid, the stats are out of control. He's, on, he's in the fifth seed, right? His team is, is fifth. And you want to say, hey, man, the All-Star game, it's individual player type of vote, right? But I'm splitting hairs here. How can I not have the best player of the team with the best record who's also in the MVP race? I know that Embiid's in the MVP race, but so is Tatum, and Tatum's winning more, and Tatum's playing more. So I have to reward him. Like, am I am I in the wrong here? Like, uh, who? And if and if you don't, if you don't put Tatum in, who are you? Who are you putting ahead of Tatum? I'll give you KD. I'll give you Giannis. But Embiid hasn't even been to a finals. Now I, I know this is a this is a vote. It's it's a mid season award, right? That's what the All Star Game is. That's what being named to the All Star team is it's it's a mid it's the half season award it's it's who has been the best I guess technically plus the popularity contest factor right up until this point so I'm not gonna say finals appearances are are gonna hold it against you because that's absurd but I'm just saying you know like if I have to decide between these two guys and both of them are having great seasons I have to split hairs somehow and it ain't just gonna be uh points per game right? Uh, it's going to be team success. It's going to be, are you an MVP? Are you an MVP candidate? I don't know. You know, I mean, it's hard. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard decision, but I think the weak link out of all these guys, uh, is Embiid to me. I'm just going to leave it at that, but, uh, moving on to the next topic, right? So I want to talk about the challenge calls, right? I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, right? But there's a problem, with the challenge calls in the league. Now, winning a challenge, let's say you challenge a play, right? Like, let me give you a, an example. Let's say you have a point guard, right? Let's just give you a name here. I don't know. Uh, Jalen Brunson, right? From the Knicks. Let's say he fouls Giannis, right? And they call that, right? They call, well, let's say he, let's say he supposedly fouled Giannis and the refs call the, they blow the whistle. They call a foul on Jalen Brunson. Let's say Tom Thibodeau decides to challenge the play. Well, hey, I don't, you know, I don't agree with that. Let's challenge that. So they go back and they review it. You know what happens when 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 the challenge happens? You first of all, you need to have a timeout, right? Because once you use the challenge, your timeout is gone. You lose a timeout immediately. Cool. Let's say they overturn it. Awesome, guys. We won the call. You know, yes. It's not a foul. Jalen Brunson stays out of foul trouble. Uh, let's go and do a jump ball. What? Does that does that make sense to anybody in here? Does that make Hello? Why are we why are we jump balling? Why are we doing this? You're literally and and what's going to happen? Jalen Brunson is going to do the jump ball against Giannis. So basically, you challenging that play hurt you. You winning the challenge or you challenging it at all. Well, actually no, winning the challenge hurt you. Because 
yeah, it gets overturned, but then it turns into a jump ball. Giannis is going to win the jump ball. And guess who just won that entire situation? That You lo- you know, obviously, Jalen Brunson doesn't have an extra foul, right? They take that foul away, but you lose your timeout. You likely lose your possession anyways. What's the point? Why? So it puts teams in a position to, yeah, I know it's the wrong call, but I'm not going to use my challenge because he's going to win the jump ball. So what what is the solution? See, I don't, I'm not here to bring up a solution. That's not my job. I'm not here to, to tell you what needs to be done instead, but I'm saying it can't be like this. Like this doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. You know, and I forgot the game I was watching on the weekend that that it happened during the game. There was like a challenge call, um, and I hate that I don't remember. I was I was gonna write it down, but man, I didn't even think about doing that. Um, but it did spark in my head. You know, it just I don't know if you guys agree with that, but how can I be penalized because the referee made the wrong call and I decide to challenge it and they overturn the call, but then we have to jump ball for it, and my guard is. I don't know, 6'4", whatever he is, and then Giannis 7 feet. I mean, what's the point? Why? Why? You know, it, it's one of those things that, to me, I don't know what the solution would be. Uh, maybe maybe be able to pick your jump ball guy, but even then, how many people are winning a jump ball against Giannis? Right, like, it's obviously a very specific example with, with Giannis, but it's it's a realistic example. Why call? Why use your challenge? You're going to lose your timeout, you're most likely going to lose a jump ball situation and you're giving up the possession anyway. There's no win here other than the fact that maybe you get your foul back, right? Or whatever the call happened to be, right? Like if it goes out of bounds or whatever it is, you lose a timeout for nothing. It's just it's just one of those things. It makes no sense to me. You know, I don't I don't know exactly what the solution would be, but that's something that I I can't stand when I see it. Um, I want to move on to the next topic here. So I commented on a post, um, and I let me see if I remember the... I'm still getting likes from that comment, actually, which is funny enough because it just goes to show how many people agree with the statement I made. So let me let me tell you right now. This was a post, and you can actually find it. Let me see. This is a post. Oh, it's it's an NBA post, right? It's DeAndre Ayton uh, making... A, he He's shooting like these half-court shots, right? And this was four days ago from what I'm looking at on my comment. Uh, it has 135 likes. I commented, you know, one of the most overrated number one picks of all time gets 135 likes. Uh, Comment underneath me, uh, most definitely. (laughs) You know, you you get a bunch of different comments. Didn't really get any, any, usually when you comment these things, people will reply and you get spammed and random people will will at you and, and start, you know, telling you you're wrong or whatever. Nobody really told me I was wrong. And so I decided to do a poll on my IG. And the question was, is DeAndre Ayton overrated? And I made sure to put how much he's getting paid. So I put the $133 million for years, right? Is DeAndre Ayton overrated? And put the poll up. I got, I think it was like 31 votes. Uh, I think it was like 29 or 31 votes. Every single vote was yes. <laughs> I didn't get, no one DM'd me to tell me no or, or why they voted no. No one even voted no. You know, so I'm, and I left it there all day, right? I wanted to make sure, you know, I showed the results, whatever. 100% voted yes. So I just want to say this about DeAndre Ayton, right? Let's go to his, 
and I don't like uh I don't want this to be the pod that that you know talks badly about the players or or you know calls people overrated because I think that's a very touchy it's a very touchy subject to call someone overrated because a lot goes into that right like it's not his fault that teams picked him number one the teams are willing to pay uh you know the contract right because all that stuff I've talked about right you can't really be mad at a player for taking the money however I do think that there's a small little bit of room for mentioning if someone is overrated, in my opinion, right? Now, let's go to DeAndre Ayton's stats, right? I think that's probably the first time on this podcast that I've ever called someone overrated. I do want to say this, right? Yes, solid player, okay? Good player, good center. You know, he gets his rebounds. He can score. He can pass the ball pretty well. Um, But this is my issue. This is my issue with DeAndre Ayton. You, You get a 30 point game, 13 rebounds, 12 for 20 from the field, solid, right? That's December 20 against the Wizards. 18 point game, 9 for 12 from the field. So, like, he can be very efficient, right? And then you see a game like this 15 points. You see another game, 14 points. See another game, four points. So, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, he, he'll have, he'll explode a couple of nights, and then he's a no-show. And that's what I'm trying to say. You're paying $133 million for four, obviously the four-year deal, for someone that's gonna do, gonna show up sometimes, (laughs) right? So that's my point, right? I don't want to say that he's not a good player because yes, He's a good, solid player, but he's very limited, you know, doesn't really shoot, you know, for the pay that he gets really limited as a player, in my opinion, the ball handling, very basic, right? Just not nothing crazy, you know, doesn't have good ball control. I want to say he shies away from contact sometimes. He's just, you know, I don't, I've never been a fan of the players that you never know which version of him you're going to get, right? That's why I like players like a Giannis. Like, there's another tier. There's levels to players, right? We all know this, right? Players that night in and night out, they are going to show up, right? Whether it's an inefficient night, they're putting up 30. I don't care if they're shooting 6 for 20, right? They're going to find a way to give you 28 a game or 25 or, you know, something like that. I'm talking about a player that's going to, every night, they're going to show up and put up numbers on the board, right? This guy, he'll give you 12 one night. He'll give you 30. He'll give you 35. He'll give you five. You know, it's like, he's, it's just, I don't like that, you know, and that's where, that's where my thing went in. And, and it's a, it's a struggle. I don't understand why he is so inconsistent, You know, I'm looking at um, 17.5 points per game, 9.8 rebounds, two assists. You know, if I tell you this guy scores 17 points a game and just barely 10 rebounds, right? Let's just say he's 17 and 10. That's a great stat line. You have a 17 and 10 guy on your team. Good for you, right? Like it's, it's really good. Obviously, it's solid. But is it 144 million for 17 and 10? I don't know. You know, the the salaries are out of control these days, so I can see 
You know, the money's crazy. I, I understand. But I, I just, I'm not a fan of DeAndre Ayton. Not a big fan, you know. And maybe some of you disagree. Maybe some of you agree. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, but it is something I've thought about. You know, not a big fan of him. I don't know. You know, I just, I, I've never been a fan of guys that, that you never know what, what version is going to be showing up in the game, right? So, you know, that was my gripe. But it was interesting to see how many people agree that he's overrated, right? Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, I want to move on to the last part of this episode. And that part of the episode is the KD injury, MCL sprain that he suffered uh, against the Heat. It was Jimmy Butler that fell on his knee, uh, kind of like on the side of his knee. You guys probably already saw it. But I, I want to say this, obviously, just like any injury to a major player, Kyrie is going to have a bigger responsibility because of this injury. And they say that it, he might not miss more than a month. You know, anything can happen. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's bad timing. But I will say this, right? You're looking at the standings, 27 and 13. You lose a couple of games, though, and you can really find yourself as like a six seed real quick. You know, you lose like three, four games, you're dropping pretty far. So wanted to just mention that because it is a big injury and it comes at a time where, you know, the Nets finally got into a place where people are starting to fear them, right? And then this could either quickly turn back the other way and then, you know, Durant has to kind of rush back to get the ship back into, you know, to get it back on, on, the, on the path, right? Get it right on track. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe. So this could be the breakout moment for Ben Simmons. You know, maybe, maybe this is where Ben Simmons takes off, right? I'm hoping for that because it would be interesting because the timing would be perfect, you know? We're talking about uh, a guy that, you know, he's been, he's been playing, but he hasn't been... Ben Simmons, right? If you know what I mean, right? He hasn't been the Ben Simmons that that we put on these all NBA teams, right? That we uh, stamp him in all-star game, like things like that, right? He hasn't really been that guy. Um, and I think with no KD, the responsibility is going to be bigger for him and Kyrie and the rest of the guys. So this could be a blessing in disguise for the Nets. Um, and it could also be a disaster, right? It, it could also go the other way, you know, and then KD comes back and maybe the ship gets right on track, like I said. Uh, but yeah, I have the Luka Doncic video. It's out on YouTube. It's been out for three days or so. I released it, I think, Friday night. Um, and it's, I think it's at a thousand views right now. Uh, I'm actually not sure. It's, it was at 900 something when I last checked, which was, I think it was like a couple hours ago. So maybe it's at a thousand right now. Who knows? That video's blowing up pretty quickly. I hope you guys enjoy that one uh, or enjoyed it if you already saw it. Uh, but yeah, I'll put the link to the Luca video from the YouTube channel in the show notes like I always do. I hope you guys enjoy that. But that's going to do it for this episode. This is the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.